Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, Duke fans. Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. Welcome back, Raul. A little still under the weather, but uh, happy to have him back with us. We're going to jump right in here. So Duke just blew the doors off of Pittsburgh last night, 75-53, and that really is selling it a bit short. So we'll talk about that. We'll preview Georgia Tech here. Uh, just right off the top, though, fellas, I don't want to give too much of this away. Um no slow start tonight. And that's something that me and Shu talked about on the last two, especially from Flip. Um, message received. Message received. There was absolutely no slow start tonight. Um, Shu, I will go to you first since we were talking about it. Was there anything different that you saw about this? I mean, personally for me, and I'll save this a bit. I want to talk about John and the staff and what they did. But did you see anything in terms of schematics, energy, effort, like just strong faces, perhaps the verb was high? Like to you, it seemed like we came out like on a mission, like, hey, yeah. we're going to make a statement. Um like where we're hungry, even when Pitt was kind of staying with us a little bit there, like we would come down and answer everything they did. Um, what'd you make of that star? Obviously great to see anything that stood out to you. Yeah. I mean, I think you hit on the energy and the poise that we play with right out of the gate. Um, we've been kind of timid to start in some of these road environments and, um, obviously making shots kind of helps, but you know, in the past we might've got to stop, but not been able to score and kind of capitalize on the other end where last night we were scoring, getting a stop, scoring on top of it and just piling it on them, especially in that little. I don't know, maybe eight or 10 minute window there in the first half where we just hit three, 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 you know, back to back to back. So just love the effort overall, especially the defense. Yeah. Um, Ro, I know you haven't been here, but obviously you've been watching some of the games. Like, did you see anything different tonight or was it just, was it a function of just making shots or like, did you see something like in terms of what, what we were doing to correct some of the slow starts? I think we were a little bit better at pushing the pace. And part of that had yeah. to do with the opponent. You know, Notre Dame just kind of doesn't let you push the pace. They play very slow. And we were able to get out and transition a lot and get up some early threes. I think Roach had 
three attempts in the first like five minutes that were pull-ups yep. in transition. And then McCain had one around then too. So I thought early offense was a big thing. And then just the ball movement overall was great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we can talk about the first half and the second half. It's probably going to blur together. Really, to be honest, we're going to talk about the first 26 and a half, 27 minutes yeah. here. And we'll, we'll briefly touch on um, what became garbage time there at the end. Uh, did y'all chalk this up as a like offensive victory or were you more impressed defensively? Because I think clearly we were making shots at a really high level, especially during that like spurt where like, we just couldn't miss from three. Um, I thought the defense was at least equally impressive. Um, and Jeff Capel referenced it like in his post game, he was talking about like, you know, they really typically haven't been switching one through five on like everything that they've done. Tonight, they were basically switching everything. Um, yep. what, what stood out to y'all more? Roll, I'll go back to you first for this one. Were you more impressed with the offense or defensively heading into this game? Definitely the defense. Um, yeah. You're right that we haven't uh, been switching quite that much. We were even switching when we had Flip and Young out yep. there together. Um, mm -hmm. So clearly it was, you know, concerted effort from uh, the jump. And I'd like to see a little bit more of that going forward. I mean, I don't know if like, you know, I'm not enough of a strategist to say that if like it was particularly suited to like the pit matchup, but seeing how well um, our bigs held their own on the switches, especially Filipowski, he looked like really mobile out there and was moving his feet really well. And like even when a guard would be isolated on him, uh, they were unable to like really get by and create any kind of advantage. So, yeah, I, I think for me, it was like... uh you know, the defense jumped out more because sometimes they're going to make threes, sometimes they're not going to make threes. But if we could bring that level of defensive effort every night, I think that would compensate uh, a lot for, you know, any kind of uh, slow shooting night or anything. Like, we sure. could have made five less threes and still won this game easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and I thought, too, like, you know, me and Shu in our preview, we talked about, you know, Henson's taking eight a game at 41%. Yep, yep. Like he's going to take a lot of threes. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he got his, you know, he made, I think his first three, two of them were just absolute like tough shots, but like he, we did not let him get comfortable. Yep. Like I think I mentioned in our game thread, he didn't even catch the ball where he could see the rim for like the first like six minutes of the game or like whatever it was, right? He got that offensive rebound that, that came back to him. Outside of that though, that was all that he was able to get um i talked about being really impressed with the. Uh, i guess he goes by bub like bug carrington when we mm. we were talking we didn't let him get anything either like we were switching right even in the drop coverage we were still kind of because we know he liked to take that little fall away step back mid-range he got a few of those off um but i thought defensively dude it was just like a clinic like shouts to jay shouts to john a uh, short turnaround i mean that was huge they yeah. had 28 points 27 minutes into the game yeah <laughs> yeah we easily could have held them to far fewer than they actually scored i know i know i was a little bit annoyed at that because i was just wanting to see like our our stats on kim pom already took like a massive jump i think now we're up to like eighth offensively and like 13th, 13th defensively, defensively. So yep. both shifted if that pace held we might be like a top five and both or something crazy because that would have been one of the just elite performances um and and maybe it you know, maybe John called the dogs off a little bit, knowing that it's Jeff down Jeff, there on the yeah. other side, yeah, yeah. one of us, right? Like, we're not trying to embarrass anyone. 
Um, shout to shout out to Pitt though for like not just completely quitting. I didn't really think at any point in the game they just like gave up. I just thought we took their soul. Like every big shot they had, it was like we were sprinting down the court. McCain transition three, Proctor's first shot that transition three, um, flip. I mean, we'll talk about him probably just separately, but everything they had, it's like we had a like an even better answer for it. Like they'd go on like a four zero run, we'd go on a seven zero run. Like it was just every time. And I thought the rebounding was huge too. Like we mentioned that coming in, like the Federico, Federico, uh, Diaz, Graham, Henson. Like they had some big bodies down there, and you couldn't really tell it. I mean, we dominated these dudes on the glass. Like what that that was clearly a, a point of emphasis. Um, I don't know if y'all were noticing it, but I mean, we have twenty nine defensive rebounds to their fifteen. We have thirteen offensive rebounds to their eleven. Um, those are what we were doing with Lively last year. And now we're not like if that's for real, like it completely just flips what this team is capable of. I don't know if y'all were yeah, that was our that uh, best offensive rebounding game. I think forty-four uh, percent offensive rebounding for that game, which would be that'd be number one in the country if we did did that every game. You know, uh, yeah, and we didn't miss that many shots, so to be able to yep. get forty-four percent of the rebounds is especially impressive. Like. Yeah. Pitt did get 11 offensive rebounds, but they also missed almost 40 shots. So it's not as bad as it looks. You know, we still had like a 76% defensive rebounding too, which is nice and solid. Yeah. How many of those offensive rebounds were in the last, say, 11 minutes, 12 minutes, you know? Yeah, probably, right? Because yeah. yeah, the, uh, I mean, the old Oakland Zoo thinned out with about 12 minutes to go. The, you know, we had pretty much devastated that crowd early on. Yeah, I mean, you know, we can jump ahead just to briefly to mention that, but I mean, it was 62-28, like we were just talking about offline, right? Like this was on pace to be a 40-point win, probably. Like it was really going to get ugly. And then we kind of just, I mean, we followed up a 48-point half with what, a 27-point yeah, half? Right, yeah. You know, it's kind of tough not to 27, get to 80 30. by yeah. putting 40 up. You know, that was that 48, was, uh, yeah. I mean, 48, yeah. I mean, Think about this. So last week, Syracuse, we put up 51 in the second half. And then, you know, a week later, we were putting up 48 in the first half. So yep. I, I like where it's trending. That's true. That's yeah. True. Apart from that, uh, the Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I tried to play that off like that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, I listened to you guys uh, recording of that. And I, I was almost like vicariously wanting to jump in and kind of point out that, um, you know, Virginia had scored 54 against them. NC State had scored 54 against them. So I think that they've just kind of figured out they a little bit out of, yeah. 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 Sure. And we ended up scoring 67. So it looks okay. But yeah, yeah we definitely should have won that game by more. But sometimes you're going to miss shots. So I like that our defense held in that one, though. Yeah. And um, then overall, if you just look at the last seven games, we're playing great. Really good. Yeah. Really well. Um, and, you know, just some to rattle off a few things here. It was nice to pick up a quad one win. Now, I don't know if that'll stay. Pitt's kind of faltering a little mm. bit there. Um, hopefully that keeps it up. I've already mentioned the the increase on Kempom there. Up five spots in the net, the 13th. It's getting us creeping into that top three seed line, um, which is kind of where we want to be. We got a few more chances. There's actually more quad one games available than I thought there would be kind of just looking at the ACC. Um, but there's also some nasty quad threes and quad fours yeah. out there that you got to avoid too. So Georgia um, tech turned into a quad three for us, by the way, this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like right on the fence. So uh, somebody was joking that we should kind we of should uh, let them beat them. <laughs> let us beat us. <laughs> and, uh, it would, it would just, <laughs> don't win by 20. 
win by okay. like 12, that probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think a Clemson is still 24th on Ken Palm. So that could be a good victory if we were able to get that um, whenever that's coming up. I think it's like three games from now. Yeah. 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 We need that one too. That's going to be at home. Really need, yeah. to, really need to get that done. Um, well, I know we're, we're going to take a quick break here and we'll come back and we'll do some player spotlights. But like, I really didn't mention anything. Anything y'all want to point out from kind of the quote unquote garbage time that we saw? I know Duke Twitter loved the the Sean Stewart kind of citing there. Any any remarkable stuff from there? At that point, I was kind of just annoyed that we were bleeding points. But anything that stood out to you? You see why those are our ninth and tenth guys. Uh, you know when Power and Stewart come in, that's when uh, Pitt's able to kind of chip into the lead there. Uh, it seems like we've got like a solid eight. You know, right now with Proctor still coming off the bench and then uh, Ryan Young played like a fair stretch of minutes. Blake's got in there a little bit too. So to me, that seems like it's almost solidified as our top eight. And then Stewart and Power are really only going to get in there in garbage time now. Yeah. yeah. I like that we actually ran a, an alley-oop play for Stewart. Yeah. We, you know, because he was, he was screening hard. Well, I won't say screening hard. He was set, setting a screen. I don't know if it was a, a great screen, but... uh and then rolling a lot because he wanted to roll right off of it and you know get led into a dunk. But uh, coming out of the timeout, ran one for him. That was nice to see. I think what do we say? Fit did finish minus eight in the box score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were so, uh, tanking kind of hard <laughs> at that point. He really he's like the the big version of like freshman Jalen Blake's right. Like JB yeah. has now learned how to kind of channel some of that right and use it intentionally, whereas. Sean still is coming in as this ball of energy that you want, you know, yeah. but it's kind of like you hear bull in the China shop kind of stuff tossed around, right? It's that sort of how do we make it translate to something meaningful? It's kind of a um, cross between Jalen and Javin, like somewhere in the middle yeah, of that. That's a great, yeah, that's a great kind of comp there. With um, with higher upside than either of those guys. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, this, yeah. So, you know. It was nice to see TJ also kind of hit another shot. Now he airballed yep. one after that, but, you know, he, he, got, he got one up, got one up, so. Um, you know, shouts to those guys. I guess we'll let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll do some kind of individual player stuff. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right, well, let's kind of jump back in here. Um, we've talked a little bit about the game, but let's kind of highlight a few players here. Uh, Raul, I'll toss it to you first. Um, one of us is going to take the obvious guy. Maybe we'll get it out of the way here at the beginning. Who you got? Yeah, I got to go with Kyle Filipowski. Um, yeah. I already mentioned earlier uh, when we were talking about defense how impressed I was with his switching defense, but I kind of wanted to reiterate that. Um, but then, of course, offensively, he makes all four of his threes, which is great to see. I think he's up to 37% on the year now, so it's like a real threat, mm. which just opens up his game so much. You'd like to see a little more consistency. You'd like to see him not go 4-4, four, 0-4, four, four, but you know, maybe he can get kind of a little bit more rhythm off of this game. Then the other interesting thing is just like how he's played against Pittsburgh in general. I think this was his third game against them. And mm -hmm. uh, I saw some Duke stats uh, that were tweeted out that were like, uh, he's averaging like 25 points per game against them on like 75% shooting and like 67% from three. I'm sure everybody remembers uh, his great game against them in the ACC tournament last year. I looked it up. I think he went eight of 10. So yeah, for whatever reason, he likes that pit matchup and he was spectacular again. I think his only miss was he was trying to follow up a Mark Mitchell miss like very early in the game and he tried to tip it back in. It did not go in, but he got his own rebound and, and then, then tipped scored. his own. Yeah. So really that almost doesn't count as a miss. So it was he was like just one tip away from being perfect. Yeah. Um, great call in the ACC tournament. This game was really kind of trending to be yep. very similar to yeah. that. And I guess really it was other than the final kind of few minutes there. Um, yeah. With Whitman, like you look at the box score and it's like just completely dominant. And then like no one, I mean, the next highest was Jared at 12 and no one's else in double figures. When I was watching this, like I didn't really I guess I didn't, it didn't dawn on me that like, oh yeah, Kyle's doing it all, right? Because it just felt like we're just coming up in transition and those spurs. Um, and I guess just the ball just kept finding him. Like, it's not like we were running like all of these, like just everything's got a funnel through flip, but it just kept finding him and credit to him for basically almost pulling a Leitner out there in terms of perfection. But uh, yeah, it's not like he was like chucking or anything. I mean, 12 no. total shots. Yeah. Um, and those threes just look great. And it's like that. It's been a yeah. while since we've seen him. Um, now he's up to like, I think he's only took taken 11 in conference. So, you know, we've only played four games, but I'd like to see him around four or five a game. Yeah. You know, if he's, he's not going to make four, but if he's two or five every night out, that's fine. Like I'm completely fine with that. Right. It's 40%. Totally. So, um, yeah, good to, good to see that kind of, kind of trickle back. Um, all right. I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and, and take the next guy here. I'm going to make it a little bit more of a, maybe a, a open-ended discussion here um i'm gonna take caleb foster and, and me and brian were kind of talking on twitter here before the game of you know it's it's time to free proctor you know i was kind of advocating for my guy proctor to get back in there um caleb kind of shut me up a little bit like i thought this was his best game since probably baylor um yeah. you know i mean he has 139 offensive rating which led the team his box plus minus isn't super great because he was on the court during that whole kind of tankathon towards yep. the end there <laughs> Um, so that was kind of unfortunate, but he has eight points and they all, I think came during like meaningful game time, um, seven assists, two rebounds, only two turnovers, Thought it was great. Thought it played a great game, controlled game. Um, the, the shot always kind of baffles me, man, cause he made one of those threes, dude. And I thought it was going to hit the rafter. Like that <laughs> thing was so high, dude. Um, I think it's it so juxtaposed as to Mark's, like you showed yeah, this yeah, one. Yes. You showed Mark. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. It's like shooting skeet or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Marks probably gets to the rim like three seconds earlier. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I think I thought of. I was like, I bet you could, you know, start a frame and you could get two of of Marks up before Caleb's, you know, right. comes down. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird because he, like I, I've mentioned before, but he just doesn't use his guide hand. So it's mm -hmm. like a it's like a three point floater. I've never seen anything like it, but it's, it's been fairly accurate so far. So yeah, it's the it's the wildest thing. Um, but I, I think in the, you know, and he's taken not a ton of them, but he's still shooting thirty eight percent from three. So yeah. it's like again, here's another guy where maybe you take a few more if you're open out there, right? Like I loved how we were kind of played him in the Michigan state game where we kept kind of putting him over there in that corner. We've been using McCain as kind of that outlet guy for flip McCain and flip have a great kind of chemistry that's been developing. Um, maybe foster can start to kind of piggy off of that a little bit, but let's tie it in with, with Proctor. Um, so Tyrese hits his first three of the night, right. And then doesn't score again, unfortunately. Um, does have six rebounds, five assists. I thought he played a, a pretty solid four game. But at what point do we start to get concerned about the offense? Like, at what, do we think that Tyrese as the sixth man is the key to the ceiling for this team? Or do we think that we need to get him back kind of like as one of the primary kind of go-to guys here? Shu, I'll toss that to you. Um, what are you making of the, the Foster-Proctor kind of dynamic? I mean, I think ultimately he's got to get back. I mean, he just gives us a, a bigger body. You know, if we're already playing Roach and McCain, you need some you need some height out there and some length on the wings. Uh and Caleb has that, you know, but I think he's just gotta get get back in the real. I think one of the he came in and made a pass to Mark who wasn't even looking at him. Like and McCain might have came and saved it, but it was just that was a turnover. Yeah, it was a turnover. Yeah, it was about to be I, we saved it, right? Did we save sure it? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that oh, was saved okay. it, but it Okay. Could have been a turnover. Should have been a turnover. Yeah, um, and then I saw them arguing after. Yes, right. So, so sure, maybe it was a you know Mark should have been looking, but I mean, in my mind, Proctor shouldn't throw it to him if he ain't looking at you. So, um, yeah. you know, and Proctor had a little bit of that last game too, right? Where he just yeah. kind of throws this like easy read that gets picked. It's like, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So just want a little bit more out of him. I think ultimately to to get to where we want to get to, it's probably got to be. I mean, he's a sophomore, you know. Um, yeah. All right. Roll anything different that you, you see? I just think he needs to put a little more pressure on the defense with his scoring. I mean, yep. he takes what, five or six shots uh, last night? And I think all but one of them were threes. Yeah. Um, and then you watch Foster. Foster took some threes, of course, but uh, Foster got into the lane multiple times and had some like great passes off of it. I don't know if you guys remember that one. He gets almost all the way to the rim and makes the kick out to flip for maybe yeah. his first yeah. or second three. Yeah. Um. So I just think with Proctor, it's like his offense is a little too one-dimensional right now. Um. Great passer great defender so i think the biggest reason you'd like to see him back out there is you know foster i don't think has been like terrible defensively but he's not nearly the defender proctor is uh, you yeah. know we've obviously held up as a team with him out there but uh that that to me would be the main reason you'd want to see proctor back on the court right now as a starter just to yeah. get that kind of uh, better defender out there yeah that's that's i think the biggest thing for me is and I don't know if this is just the ankle, like not does it feel quite as explosive or doesn't really trust the like start and stop stuff. Um, but he's really not doing a whole lot of anything like at the rim. Like when he first came back, he had that nice little attack against Syracuse. Then he falls down and we were like, oh, God. 
but he really isn't even getting in there. Um, yeah. And even for the most part this season, when he does, it's to pass. And now, granted, he's made some great like dump offs and reads from that, but like I haven't even seen him even utilize that floater that much. And we saw that a lot last year when we were kind of saying, you know, okay, that's great, but can we like get to the rim? And now it's he's chucking a three or like not even shooting. Um, I, I don't know, man. I think there maybe he's still kind of working his way back or trying to trust the ankle, yeah. but I think putting some rim pressure, um, is probably the best way for him to start to get things going again. I mean, you know, if he was a 40% three-point shooter and that was his marquee, then like, okay, sure, just run down and sprint and, and shoot a bunch of threes. But that's never really been – No, he's at 30, uh, 32% right now. Right. And so, you know, I that's think not it's, super it, it might just lost a little bit of confidence maybe, you know. Um, I'm pretty sure last year the, the home game against Pitt, he hit like the game winning, like he pretty much backed the guy down and – turned over his shoulder and scored and that's what won us the game uh i'm pretty sure it was pitt last year but yeah i mean just not seeing him play aggressive you know looking to score to get to the rim yeah yeah so um you know it's a long season it is still early obviously we have a lot of you know faith and trust in him to kind of figure it out but it is interesting to see like do we just stick with this and just proctor comes off the bench the rest of the way um you know like i was talking to brian on twitter i think for me it's if we do see something it's probably coming up in that when we have that week break right i think we play georgia tech saturday and then we have a entire week until we play pittsburgh again um so maybe shire will just roll with it until we lose that works too that works too i mean you know i could we won seven straight so it's like hey you know um if proctor's okay with it it hasn't seemed to create any issues i mean both guys are playing pretty well, so maybe they'll just run it out. But. I mean, he still played, what, 24 minutes? I mean, up there with the rest of the guys, you know. Yeah, I mean, him and Caleb are basically splitting minutes there, right? It's like everybody else is kind of right at 30, and then usually kind of Proctor and Caleb are like around that 22 to 25 yeah. mark, so. Um, which is fine, but I don't think coming into the season, me personally, I was kind of looking for Proctor to, like, I was calling him the best could be the best point guard in, in the league, um, not yeah. in the league, like in the country. And that's nowhere near where we're at right now, which, okay, maybe that's, you know, everybody develops a little bit differently. Um, but I think we can get to more than this, right? I think I think the ceiling is, is much higher than that. So um, we'll see. All right, should we round us out here? Who you got? Last guy. I'm going to go with the captain, man. Just love the way this guy's been playing for us this year. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, you know, he didn't have his best offensive night. Uh, didn't really – Looked to do a whole lot. I think he took nine shots. Um, no turnovers, one. though. Yeah. No turnovers. No uh, you know, it was plus minus. He led us in plus minus. Um, played the most minutes. But other than, you know, not not really looking for his own offense, the, I thought the defense he played was incredible. Yeah. And the way he fought through and around, especially. Um, and it, it was kind of a gang you know, ganging up on on Henson because we switched every time. But I know Roach was on him a lot, and he was really fighting to stay with him. Uh, and then even several times, Roach was called alone on the post with you know guarding one of the uh, Diaz Graham guys, and I, I don't even think they ever scored on one of those. Yeah. Um, so I just thought you know overall the 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 poise that he had being a leader, you know, talking to the guys and and kind of just keeping us in it the whole time was uh, was incredible. Yeah. So, Set it on with the early kind of transition three to right. Yeah. Kind of just set it up of like, yo, we're, we're coming. We're going to run. We're going to push. Um, 
you know, you, you mentioned the defense on Henson. And so kind of our last guy for we pre future. I, I just want to shout out the staff, like John, Jay, those guys. Um, we came in locked in, just super ready, super focused. I always go back when I think of games like this. Um, it's not that long ago, but to 2015, just because we had the quote where we're playing state in the ACC tournament and Winslow goes up to Cat Barber and they're kind of like chit-chatting a little bit before. And he's just like, y'all aren't ready for this. Like we are just locked and we just blow the doors off of them, right? Like at one point, like Grayson, freshman Grayson Allen's throwing lobs to Marshall Plumley. You know, it, it just got kind of like out of hand. Um, this was one of those where it's, I think another example is, uh, when it was during Shire's playing days. I don't think it was 20, maybe 09 when we were playing Xavier or something. And at the time it was like a, a, a top key matchup and we just go on like a 28 to five run to start the game or whatever and just beat the brakes off of them. Um, just fun games to watch, fun mm-hmm. games to rewatch, especially those that first half would be something that I might go back and check out. But yeah, shouts to the staff. Um, I'll take a little bit of credit. Clearly they listen to the Devil's Den podcast. We've had Coach on, so maybe there is a little bit of flurry. If you recall, Shu, in our last podcast, I said I'd like to see Jalen Blake's guard Henson a little bit. Like throw yeah. a smaller guard on him. Don't let him get comfortable. Let him know that if this ball touches the court, I'm taking it from you. Like if you're going to shoot it, you better just shoot your fall away three because you're not putting it on the floor. Um, and we did that a little bit. We threw Blake's on the and I thought it was fun. Every guard, it guard good. on McCain. Yeah. Yeah, we put a lot of small guys on him and like we played him as a guard we switched everything i just thought the game plan and a short turnaround was like super impressive just really impressive to not only come up with that game plan but to get the team to buy into it and to like learn it and understand it and follow it like i don't know man that was um clearly you got to make shots but on the defensive side what we were doing was just pretty pretty remarkable really um now you know pitt's not a juggernaut by any means but no, but we I mean, you know, after the Notre Dame game, I mean, I I thought we were going to lose this game, you know. Right. Uh, so we weren't taking know, the four points or whatever, and dude, I yeah, could have gave you thirty. Yes, yeah, yeah, twenty-four. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know what a difference it makes. So you know, after after the game, I was like, man, we we could beat anybody, you know. But you, you're not going to shoot like that every night. Um, sure. But as Raul pointed out, I mean, our defense was so good. And you can control your defense every night. You can control your effort every every night. So, you know, we co- keep coming with that, get locked in, and worry about making our shots later. Yeah. Um, and our twos, like, we were finishing at, like, a really high level. But it's not like – I mean, it's not like we just did some like crazy anomaly from three. I mean, 11 for 25 is great. Like you shoot 44%, that's great. But it's not like we were out there doing like 15 of 20 or 15 of 22 or just something just like that you cannot repeat by any means. You could potentially repeat a 11 for 25 performance or at least like a 10 for 27 or something, right? Like that's that's doable. Um, I just like to see that our volume was up there closer to 25 instead of like 18 or so where it had kind of been lingering around there. For yeah. A I think bit. we had well, like 17 attempts in the first half alone or something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love, I guess it's, it's like a concerted effort to, to just, if you got a transition, you feel it, pull it up, yeah. you know, cause we did yeah. it like three or four times. Yeah. That's a key adjustment. And John talked about yeah. that after the Syracuse or Notre Dame game, I think where he was like, that's a Duke shot. Like yeah. a transition three, an offensive rebound kick out three. Those are Duke shots, and we're going to take them. Um, and we haven't really took them a whole lot this year. And, and at times we have. But I like that now it's, okay, if your name is Jeremy Roach, Proctor, McCain, like you got the light. You know, just just let it ride. Um, I just love that Roach is so willing to get the shots up now. 
Yeah. Like yeah. he is letting uh you know spot up threes fly with like no hesitation. And that's not something he was doing last year. Yeah. And even earlier this year to an extent, yeah. right? Like he was shooting great. And it's like, dude, more, more, right? Like I need more of that. Um, so yeah, shout out to the staff and everyone for kind of getting us locked in. But uh all right, let's let's preview Georgia Tech a little bit here and get out of here. I mean, we just played these guys eight games ago or whatever it was. Um unfortunately it was not a great outcome for us if you'll recall proctor went down in like the first what 30 seconds or so of the game um they end up beating us by four down there in atlanta since that time things haven't went too great for georgia tech um you know i mean they've lost four straight coming in including florida state boston college notre dame and over time um there's really no reason why this should be close. I mean, I think you got the revenge factor coming into this. Um, you know, it, anything that y'all see that is worth mentioning th- about this? I mean, I'm looking for maybe not a repeat of the pit performance, but like a similar outcome in terms of like a 20 point win. Is that kind of tracking with what y'all were thinking? Yeah, I don't think we'll call the dogs off on this one. No. Uh-uh. Um, you know, I don't, I don't imagine what was their freshman center. I don't imagine he'll hopefully doesn't put up. 21 career whatever, numbers yeah. yeah whatever he did um and then you know if you guys remember the end of that game and we had that game one we just kind of you know snatched defeat from the jaws of victory with the uh yeah the technical foul so let's just try to you know i don't think oh, mark will that do that the, again that was the mark stare down thing right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i think he learned that, his lesson on that one i think that dunk put us up like two or four and then yeah you know, next thing we're nowhere yeah that was, that was uh that was not ideal yeah not ideal um we also shot four 16 from three in that game which is not great but i think uh, we're favored by what uh on ken palm 18 18. 18, yeah yeah. i expect us to cover that um to me it's like we're a completely different team now that Mm. was probably our worst stretch of play the whole season and then of course proctor gets injured on top of that um, so we're just playing a lot better, shooting a lot better. It's going to be at home. There's going to be the revenge factor. Like I would not be surprised with a 25 to 30 point win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it kind of works out, you know, Proctor was out, but that gave more minutes for Foster to come yeah. in and be comfortable because at, in the end we're going to need, you know, we're going to need them. And so if, if Proctor had been here the whole time, then, you know, maybe he's not as confident in what he's trying to do out there. Uh, at this point, so might have been a blessing in disguise as a, a bit. Yeah, um, you know, I agree. Really, you just wish it wasn't a quad three, three loss, loss. You know, yeah, it's like sure. you wish we had yeah. just been able to eke it out by a point or two or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that the quad because at the time it was I think a quad two loss. Yeah, um, it just turned quad three like this week. With and at the time they were like they had just beaten Mississippi State, who yep. at the time was ranked, and yep. so yep. it was like okay, like maybe this team just isn't that bad right like maybe they're okay and then they kind of proven that like no nah, they're they're actually pretty bad um <laughs> they just happened to get us in a week where they were hot i guess and that, yeah. you know unfortunate but it happens um yeah i don't think there's anything i'm like looking for particularly other than i'd like to see the energy and effort just come out and not have the slow start you know just kind of come out set the tone early um i do like that we've kind of been doing this like player of the game by committee thing where sometimes it's McCain that has 20 plus points sometimes it's Jeremy that's Jeremy's been pretty consistent between yeah. like in a in a close game where he's playing 30 plus minute he's giving you 16 to 18 right, right. like he he's going to be up there he's doing that but we've seen Mark have the big games we've seen Flip have the big game um 
you know, I like that that continues. It makes us tough to guard, tough to kind of game plan for. Those top six that we play are pretty solid. Um, and we've typically shot really well at home. Um, JJ Jackson, I actually talked about it on today's pod, like particularly for Flip and McCain. They both shot way better at home. Now, they were great against Pitt, but that was really like their first road game where they shot well. Sure. Uh, so I would expect maybe McCain to have a big game. He seems to shoot really well in Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Did we mention uh, Flip? All four of his threes came from pretty much the same spot on the floor. That left wing. That left wing, yeah. yeah. I don't know if we mentioned it earlier. but Did all of them come? I know two. Yeah, everyone did, of, but everyone uh, came from everyone. over there, huh? Yep. Okay. Um, One in the second half, but the um, third, first Flip three. should always shoot it from there. Mark should never, ever shoot it from there again, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah, maybe they're the... diving into the analytics a little bit more because uh, I noticed Mark's, a lot of his have been from the top of the key recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, before we do get out of here, I, I'll give a quick little just shout to Mark. Um, he's been on an offensive tear, and he didn't really do anything offensively, but I thought his defense was phenomenal in this game. Um, you know, I think Geisinger, when he was on – talked a lot about how he liked Mark just kind of putting out fires. And I thought he did a great job of that and the switches that we were doing and, and some of the rotations. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the stats doesn't, doesn't really back it up on this, but I thought his just energy and effort and what he was doing defensively was, was big time for us. So you guys may not remember this because it resulted in a foul. I think Mark hacked a guy, but I thought his best rotation it was going to be a wide open dunk and he like recovered incredibly quickly um, and caught the guy on the arm as he was going up. Yeah. And I thought it might've been clean, but I was really impressed with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are little things that we don't really see. And um, you know, it was just nice to, to see him that engaged defensively because that's a role that he can always play. Right. Regardless of how they're guarding him. And they didn't, they weren't really giving him, the like ultra wide open treatment Jeff had clearly looked at the scattering point. I was like, look, this dude's confident right now. Like he's now they weren't guarding, they weren't like up in his shorts or anything, but he wasn't just being ignored like he had been previously. So um unfortunately it's another adjustment for Mark that he's gonna have to kind of continue to readapt to to defining defenses. But yeah, now that he's been eating up the space, I expect teams to not play quite as far off of him. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting, though, because now that we've seen that, like, okay, if we're not going to ignore Mark like Pitt did, well, Flip just gave you a 26 piece. So do you now go back to saying, okay, well, now we have to just live with what Mark, I don't know. Um, either way, though, I think he's kind of turned a corner enough to know what he's going to do from a decision standpoint. So not too worried about that, but. All right, fellas, let's go ahead and wrap this one up and get out of here. Um, after Georgia Tech, we have a week off um, for Pittsburgh, so we'll probably come back and talk about Georgia Tech on Sunday a little bit, maybe take a little bit of a break when we kind of head into Pittsburgh uh, on the weekend. So weird playing that same team again um, 10 days later, 12 days later, whatever it is. But, you know, what are you going to do? But uh, all right, well, you know, rate, review, subscribe. Um, you know, you can find us in all the usual places. And for some of y'all out there, the unusual places, you can find us on Twitter slash X at DevilsDenPod247. You can find us on the boards at TheDevilsDen.com. Um, you can find us on YouTube, TheDevilsDen.com over there. Uh, we're pretty much kind of everywhere these days. So, you know, kind of check us out. Send us an email, TheDevilsDenPod at gmail.com. Um, and uh, like we saw in the court last night, keep the verb high and the faces strong. Go do it.
begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.